Welcome back, Rage Nation. Definitely not PR friends. Myself, Pete. He needs to stop, like, fucking getting cute with these kicks. John the Mountain Man Stokes. You're not putting them on my models, motherfucker. Chris the non-tech Asian. Put the tape measure up and get some wages. You, yeah, no, you really frustrated me. You walked away and you came back and your scalp would be thrown across the room. <laughs> I'm just here so I don't get fined. I will will share with you my one rage quit story. You know, I'm a robot and I don't have a solo press now eight. This is going to be a really great opportunity for everybody to see how you effed up. Welcome back, Rage Nation. We're going to talk about some NBA basketball today. Well, we just talked about got that. The, now, now we're going to talk about football. Got the NBA Finals going on, and yeah, we're recording instead. Sports balls, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to talk about uh, Guild Ball, even though nothing's happening right now. So well, not nothing. I mean, we, we are, are getting gonna, these captains, supposedly. Yeah, we're going to get the last wave of captains hopefully sometime this summer, maybe early fall. And then, uh, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit today about how's that, just what our experience was there. And then we're just going to kind of look at some other things we're looking at playing just because Guild Ball's kind of in a lull right now and lots of people are looking at different games. So we're going to kind of say where what we're playing besides Guild Ball, just to liven it up a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> so... News and, news and announcements. Big thing that we have coming up is we have the Guild Ball South, Southern Team Championships. No, it's the Southeastern Southeastern, Southeastern Team, team Championship. Well, Damn it, Bryce. You know, I, I was going to say, I, <laughs> Get I'm, it look, together. I'm looking at the Facebook you know, event, and it is Guild Ball Southern Team Championships. That's a typo. <laughs> but it's in Atlanta this year, so that's on July 21st. Definitely exciting. And hopefully, we, it's going to be a good time because we got a lot of our traditional metas, but then we also have just like I think Zach Gray is planning on coming down with the team. Uh, we got a team, John, that we're going to run. I know Rick's coming up from Florida with a team, so should be pretty good. Yeah, I mean the dojo in Greenville has won it the last two years, so we're going to try to dethrone them. Somebody's got to. Somebody's got to shut, tell Jake to shut the fuck up. <laughs> Does he even play Guild Ball anymore? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I don't play Guild Ball anymore right now. Anyways, I haven't played since pretty does, much since. Does I was Mike at. play Guild Ball anymore? Yeah, well, he's got a baby, so. Yeah. He, he plays Guild Ball with the baby. I'll tell you what, babies, they'll get somebody out of Guild Ball quicker than anything. <laughs> Shout out to Lon, by the way. Yep. Pour one out for Lon Sims. He's, he's done with the Guild Ball for a little bit. <laughs> combination of frustrations with steamforged and having a baby but i think it's mostly the baby yeah i mean when you have a life-changing event like that and you know babies just you got to dedicate a ton of time to a baby it's just yeah definitely take you out of the game for a while so moral of the story don't have kids <laughs> you know and that's kind of the millennial thing to do now isn't it the millennial thing yeah um, i guess <laughs> so got that coming up go ahead and get a team together it's going to be at the the tannery row alehouse so hey if you've been going to these big guild ball events there they've been at these breweries and alehouses and they all are a ton of fun so besides that there's some other events happening here and there uh something else that i thought was pretty hilarious i don't know if you guys saw but 
the Eastern uh, Canadian Nationals was this weekend, and Alex Botts is trying to win his Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> Wait, what's the what are the gems in the Infinity Gauntlet? What are well, you... I mean, if you look at what Alex has as far as like awards and badges and you know championships, he's the Master Butcher. He won the East Canadian Championship. He won the East American Championship in 2017. He won the World Championship. 17, he won the American Championship. So he's, uh, yeah, he's working on it. <laughs> does, does this guy have a? I think does, we gotta like establish like what the actual jewels of that would be. That would be cool. Like the 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 the, the gems have to be set things. It can't just be like, oh, I was the master butcher on Longshanks one time. We're counting that. Like it can't just be like six things that you're just. You know, saying, okay, well, now I'm counting that. Like, it's got to be, like, six set well, Infinity Gems of Guild. Well, I think it would be, you would have to be the best in a guild, so kind of like what he has. Definitely a national champion, a world champion, the multi-guild badge, and then, I don't know, what else could we put in there? I, well, I think that here, like, at least on this continent... I think it would be have to be Eastern U.S., Eastern Canada, Western U.S., Western Canada, an, the American National Championship, and then the World Championship. I think those would be the six that would you don't, make a lot of sense. You don't get the Infinity Gauntlet until you win a tournament drunk. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to win at a brewery. Yep. <laughs> you need a brewery. While event. drinking. You can't just go and hang out and have a beer. Yeah, so Chris is just disqualified from the Infinity Gauntlet then. Well, yeah. well, I also am disqualified due to my play, but... <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? You found the guild of your future. I know. You no, I didn't. You... I have a losing record with that guild. Fuck that noise. I mean, you had a so losing we... record with the Butchers. No, I don't. You did last... I'm at least 500. I mean, you went. You had a losing record at, at Spring Fling, so... No, I didn't. What? Yeah, I didn't have a losing record at Spring Fling. Oh, you finished three and three. Sorry, that's not a winning record. I believe I was three and three. <laughs> yeah, so well, we I didn't we, have a losing record. So <laughs> that's five hundred. We'll go ahead and get straight into that. We ended up going to How's That, and this year it was at uh, Triskillian uh, Brewery Company, which really love their beer. It's a great kind of like modern brewery, so it's got a lot of you know nice amenities with it and. It's just, it's a really clean brewery, and I, I was happy that we had it there again. We did the team championship last year there. And, yeah, just really quick, guys, what what are some of the things, some of the highlights guild ball-wise that you guys had at that tournament? Um, I thought it was a great event as far as all sorts of prize support by Jake again. Uh, he does a really good job of setting it up that way. Where yeah, I, there's lots I, posted, of I posted the prize support, just the swag bag. I posted that on Twitter, and there were people in Britain and people like around the world who were like, "That's like one of the best swag bags I've ever seen," and and a lot of people really liked it because there's a really great just the bag, the widgets. Uh, we got a custom ball, which a lot of um, tournaments are doing now, and just a lot of d dice. We got the writable tokens and influence, so a lot of really cool things. Oh yeah, my, it is my favorite swag bag I've ever gotten. The 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 custom uh, influence tokens are amazing. Yep. I'm not even going to buy Muse on Minis tokens anymore. I'm just going to use those in the rewritable tokens. So, and I ended up actually, and then something that Jake did that 
he kind of borrowed from Lon up in Raleigh is the you basically put a ticket in for the prize that you want and then you raffle it off at the end and I actually ended up getting the limited edition Avarice and Greed and I just love this model because he's just punting Greed it's just it's awesome <laughs> I'm gonna have to bust out the Union sometime and use this model what do I get but, oh, oh yeah I got some farmers tokens yeah for those farmers you got yeah for that uh, the Thresher team that you're gonna play yeah <laughs> Maybe. Chris, what'd you end up getting out of the uh, raffle? Um, I think I got a old school, like a metal fillet. Oh, nice. Yeah, metal fillet, which I which I need because like my old one that I got back when I didn't know how to take care of models has all sorts of like busted blades and stuff off of the metal model. Nice. So, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do her up real pretty. <laughs> oh yeah, I traded I traded our, one of our new guys that was there. He he got a shank and I traded him. A, for the shank, because I could have some chains. Maybe put yeah, chains and, all over shank. Yeah, and kind of looking at these new models, this it's going to be hard to find the metal models, but something I am excited about is those contrast paints should be coming out in about a week. Some stores already have them, but our store doesn't have it locally yet. They should have it pretty soon. And Lon actually posted some pictures of just using the contrast paint, and some of those blends that you get with those contrast paints look pretty slick. So I'm, I'm kind of eager to try them on this new Avarice and Greed. I got it. How's that? So. Yeah, I think I think that'll be pretty cool. Like, I, I'm excited to play around with them. Yeah. So, John, what about you? What were some highlights from the uh, tournament that you really enjoyed? Um, highlights? Rivet was a highlight. She was fun to play, I guess. Yeah, you ended up, what, going 3-2 and two with Engineers? Yeah, I played, I played Engineers because... So trying something different and I played rivet every game and some of it was good I had one of the worst dice games in my life <laughs> I needed <laughs> I needed re-rolls I, yeah. my dice were like so bad and then like one game they oh, were well, so good I have good. the guild for you <laughs> no but it was just like I like I, they weren't average any game they were like like I rolled one game they were just so bad and then I rolled one yeah. game where I hit everything Poor, oh, I played uh, Bill Hagberg I was like sixes everywhere yeah and it just came back around and just unloaded on Bill. <laughs> yeah, twelve owed him because just because I mean dice were so good that he couldn't do much about it. You know, you had those games. Yeah. But then I had yeah. one. I had one game with like with Salvo. I, need, I had six dice. I needed one hit on Boar just to bounce out and get away from Boar and missed it, and so Boar killed me on a counterattack. So those kind of days. <laughs> yeah, you know, sometimes the Boar gets you. Yeah, so I found out Boar's pretty tough to play against Corbelli sucks ass fuck him I ended up beating Corbelli that was pretty good oh Brian White man you must have just sucked John. I, I did I, I played no I didn't play Brian because yeah. I ended up losing more games than Brian yeah. Brian Brian lost because he missed like some like four and five dice five, five dice goals and yeah he had he had one game where it just it bit him and yeah he ended up losing because of those two missed goals yeah, he missed a five dice Corbelli goal to win a game <laughs> that's, yep. that's why I got the joy of playing him yeah, that's one of those things when you play, like, you play the game and you're like, all right, here's the goal. This is going to be it. I got five dice. Plah! Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I my highlight was, hey, I finally did it. I played Rats. <laughs> I went three and two with Rats, and it was it was a lot of fun, except for when I played Vet Boar. That was not fun. I think it was, like, just it was so long like you not playing rats that nobody cared when she finally did though i know right it's kind of like oh, okay oh. 
No, there were some people still giving me crap. They were like, so are they really in the box? It's like, I'm not, I'm not gonna, somebody on Facebook was like, I don't believe it until I see it on Longshanks. <laughs> <laughs> Do the last minute switch out. So it was fun though. I mean, I ended up playing the order a couple times and that was a really interesting matchup. Uh, I tell you what though, playing Skulk though really helped me out against the order. So that was a pretty good drop. I was very happy with Skulk into those scoring teams. Skulk actually helped me out with the Masons uh, Corbelli matchup too. Nice. I played against the order my first game. It was interesting. Yeah, the order, and it's just crazy because the order is one of the few guilds. Actually, it might be even the only guild that you can kick to them and they can score without interacting with any of your models. Oh yeah, I kicked first off. A- first activate, first activation, they just go and score. Yeah, I kicked off, and I think season spigot just said boop, 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 score. Yep, that's that's pretty much. I think the the setup turn one activation one goal like unless you really throw it off to the side of the pitch spigot's pretty much got a goal locked and loaded ready to go so i've seen so many like two goal for turn ones with the order it's unreal yeah i mean it's that ball of light really makes it where they very very likely can get those two goals and it really once you give up that second goal to the order, you are like so much on defense that if you mess up anything, the game's just done. I, I kept knocking uh, brisket down, hoping or some whoever had the ball light knocking him down, hoping the ball would scatter away, and it. All, I think both times it scattered one inch, <laughs> right to somebody. You dick. Yeah. <laughs> I I killed that thing too, so that was good. Ooh. <laughs> I was playing against Evan, and Evan was like, you know what? Usually people just leave Fangtooth alone and ignore him. I was like, yeah, but Pelage likes hitting on dudes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I had so, a kill all wow. day until... No, I killed Shank once, and then I had four kills in my last game versus Falconers. Yeah, yeah you know who had a tough time killing anybody? This fucking guy. <laughs> you gotta throw because him off the pitch. those fucking navigators... Even though they have a giant fucking Polynesian guy on their team, can't kill jack shit. Throw him off the pitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's easier fucking said than done. Score and goals. not to mention, I had no practice going in. So, I mean, like, I'm well, actually kind of happy with my two wins. That was your Given, like, the size of that event and the fact that I literally never played them before. Well, I think, didn't you win round one, Chris? And we're like, yeah, that's your guild now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... Yeah. I well, I ended the first day two and two, and then I lost. So I, I ended two and three. Uh, I lost the I lost the last the last game on the final game on the second day. But um, I actually had some really fun games. I played against uh, Alan Bradley in round two. I played against Patrick uh, McAdams. Is that his last name? Patrick from pa- Greenville. Adams. No, Patrick Adams. Patrick Adams. Yeah, you. Not Mick Adams. No. No. Okay. Well, I, I feel like I should know that. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so anyway, I played against Patrick Adams. We had a good game. I surprisingly, I'd never played against him before, uh, even though he is right up there in Greenville. Yeah. And so we had fun. Then I played against Alan Bradley. That was a close game. It kind of came down to a, a kick scatter. So you know, whatever. Um, and then I played against Jason. Jasante? Is that how you... Yeah, Jasante. Yeah. Jasante? Yeah. Um, and that was the first time I met him. That was one where I started playing, and 
I got a goal and then I got another goal and I was like, okay, well, I guess maybe like just get, you know, two takeouts and there's my win. And in that one, I, <laughs> I started like going in and thinking, okay, well, I'll take out like cinnamon or shank or somebody easy. And sure enough, that just didn't want to fucking happen. And I was like, oh shit, now all my guys are over here. I better get the fuck out. <laughs> and so he started killing guys. I got back on the pitch and found a way to take a very long, wide road around that consisted of about three turns to finally get my third goal. Nice. Um, and he, 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 it was it was so interesting because there was a point where he kind of realized like, shit, this is going to take him multiple turns to do this, but there's not a lot I can do. So I guess I've got to just like kill as much as I can in those three turns that it's going to take. Hmm. Um, and so I tried to just like run all my guys the fuck away. Nice. Um, and who did I play after that? Round four was fucking Brian Will, by the way. <laughs> this guy oh. <laughs> ran like a fucking bitch the entire game. Uh, yeah, he was playing Farmers. And congrats to Brian again, because Brian Will ended up winning the tournament. He ended up beating Jared McGraw in the finals. So Brian's been putting a lot of time in and a lot of reps. And it's good to see, you know, good old Southern boy win the tournament. So... Yeah, he was he was a really nice guy, uh, but he did run like a bitch, and I did tell him well, that during well, the game. Well, because Chris was mad because Chris is playing the Navigators and Brian's playing Farmers, and Chris in the middle of the game's like, "Why are you running? I'm the one that's trying to score goals." <laughs> yeah, so so like he kept like putting his guys off into like a corner, and then I'm like, you know, trying to get to him and do something, and obviously he's got like Thresher that can like kill individual models and chase them down but he had kind of an interesting piece of tech so i'll just go ahead and share it um and so you know people can learn from this and use it as they will uh pun intended um but the (laughs) what he would do is he took bushel and she would like kind of on her activation kick back and forth so it enabled her to always kind of bounce away and stay away um, using her character play and she would she would be able to generate some momentum that way and always keep that ball away from me and then he basically worked it till Thresher was able to you know kill enough people and would set up like a final goal I hadn't seen a lot of people use Bushel that way I, I don't see a lot of people use Bushel in general she isn't somebody that or a model that I've seen you know high value with but he's figured out a way to use her and just kind of kick back and forth and reposition his models and dodge his models in such a way that he can keep her away and get other people where they need to be. And so hats off to him, but if you are ever in a bar fight, don't count on that guy because he's going to run the fuck away. (laughs) And another thing, I was John and I were talking to Jared after the tournament, and Jared was saying the same thing you were saying about that bushel ball tech. But the way he was using it against the Masons is I think he was using it like Thresher would go up and pound on somebody. And then the next activation, he would use Bushel to kick the ball to Thresher, dodge Thresher back towards his team. And then I'm open back to Bushel and then jog her back. Yeah, yeah, he, he, he did some of that with me as well. Like that was the thing that was so frustrating with those Navigators is while they can score and they do have some 
you know, cool tech as far as the dice re-rolls and all that kind of stuff. The frustrating part is I'm like, man, like, even committing everything I can, I can't kill Thresher with these models. And I couldn't chase down the ball with the way that he was using Bushel. And so I was like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? Like, how am I supposed to... How am I supposed to win here? Like, these models... They they need something like they either need a way to like move around a little bit more like the order or they need like at least a piece that can you know take models out. I, I get that you can beef up Azimuth by activating Windfinder first, and I tried to do that, but that's really just kind of a turn one thing. Like yeah. after that, you don't get the nice flawless order of activation that you always want, and so I'm just like, you know what? Give me some fucking tools here in this minor guild box. Yeah. Yep. And I definitely felt that a little bit with rats too. I think anytime you play a minor guild, there's just there's some matchups where it's just like if things don't go right or if your opponent plays it really strong into you, there's really not a great opportunity you have in that game. And I had that same feeling when I played uh Jeff from uh I think he's from Raleigh. Yeah, he's from and Raleigh. Anyway, yeah, and I was playing him, and he bored the crap out of me. And basically, I had a terrible scatter where I killed the ball in my own corner off a scatter because I was kicking the ball back to my team. And it took me a turn and a half to go scoop the ball up and get it where it needed to be. But by that time, he already had six points or something, and I couldn't score without getting some takeouts. Otherwise, he'd just snap it back to win. So, yep, I ended up grinding out a terrible game where i just got beat on and i threw some models off the pitch but it didn't it didn't matter right once that ball was dead i was like that ah, that's pretty much the game i thought you were gonna say you threw some models around truskillian brewery <laughs> um i i really felt like it. i that that was a game where i'm just like i kind of wanted him just to come in and just smash my models because i'm just like let's get this let's get the fuck on let's go <laughs> this, lo- this is pretty much decided i lost to the same guy but the only kill boar had was on a counterattack against Salvo that I was talking about because Riv- yeah. Rivet did a decent job of shutting Boar down because I would get to him with Rivet first, knock him down, then put up the heroic and be base to base with him. Yep. So Boar would attack, I'd counter, knock him down. So he had to use his movement to stand up at least. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then in my last game, I played against Josh White and he brought his engineers and he's so experienced with them. Like, what the fuck was I going to do? I did notice one flaw with those navigators that I think needs to be adjusted and fixed, which is at one point the ball got scattered to a place where both models were kind of competing for it. And even though you think of them as being this great scoring, kicking uh, type of team, the problem is their kick number is so low. So when you roll off for who gets the ball, it's yeah. like not competitive so i mean like they need to i i think that it's as simple as just reapplying the re-roll rule like to where they could re-roll on anything that involves like their kick stat yeah uh that that would probably solve it because i, I was like well i need like a four better to win this and it was like well i i've got i've got a kick of two even though they're supposed to be a great fucking kicking team it, it just sucked yeah. So. Anyway, just some yeah, just just some things I observed on them from that game. That that game I probably still would have lost even without that. But like, 
it would have been like a competitive game without that because I would have had two goals in that game instead of just one. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, or I think I. No, that was one where like he did some creative shit. So like it ended up being like a fucking blowout. But either way, it would have been a. I would have had a more competitive game against Josh if it wasn't for that weird way that rule plays out. But whatever. I got I got one more highlight. My uh, last highlight. I was playing Falconers versus uh, Mizal last game. Who I like playing him anyways. He's a good guy. But uh, so he's playing Falconers with Devana. Salvo knocks Devana down, and she's like. 14 inches from the edge or so but Velocity's got a full stack (laughs) so Velocity comes in hits a couple double push double dodges and drags her over last activation goes first next activation and pushes her ass off the pitch then goes and chases the ball (laughs) is that double push double dodge is so sweet with tech six oh yeah yeah once I kind of hated sharing that with you but once once I shared that with you, I'm like, and eh, that's gonna make some people angry. <laughs> I mean, it was like 14 inches. I was like, and I played like a, I played an all-out scoring list with engineers all day because I was like, ah, I'm not fighting anybody. I'm just scoring tactics, strikers, and shit. But all, yeah. so all but one of my takeouts were just pushing people off the pitch. Nice. <laughs> yeah, and looking at uh, how is that? It it actually is a pretty interesting top eight if you look at the guilds that were brought. And so in first place, Brian won with Farmers. Jared ended up finishing second with Masons. Gabe went third with Fish. And then we have Masons went fourth. Butchers went fifth. Uh, and uh, not sorry, Miners went sixth. Another Fish player seventh. And then Morticians went eighth. So a decent mix of different guilds in there. As long as, you know, I mean, we see Corbelli did really well. And then once again, we have farmers and fish doing really well. Butchers up there too. So I think this is kind of what the general meta looks like right now when you go to tournaments. So, I mean, it's really not that surprising. Yeah, I thought it was a good mix and very reasonable for what was what could be expected. Yeah. Yeah, there's no, like, huge outlier there, right? Like, you don't see a Soltesian team finishing in the top eight. So it, that's pretty standard, I, I thought, as far as you know how the team's finished and i do want to yeah you also don't see any navigators finishing the top yeah and i do want to thank though um the people that came out like jared coming down also we had guys like evan and we had uh zach come down we also had zach come from chicago so it was really great to meet those guys and this is kind of where we're going to direct um direct this next topic is how is that the tournament was one thing but i feel like Saturday night was like the fun the fun part of the tournament and there was a lot of fun things we did as far as you know some of the festivities but what were some of the things you guys enjoyed after the tournament for sure Game of Thrones <laughs> we got to play the Game of Thrones board game yeah. with the expansion so we got like you know Targaryens in there it was fucking awesome yeah so it was we us three Chad played we also had uh, Zach Gray was playing with us uh, Zach Cohen and My homies Nick and Russ. Yep, Nick and Russ were there, and I think that was everybody that played. Yeah, yeah, we had like eight, I think, yeah. in total. Yeah, I mean, so, it was fun. John, John had a bunch. So the best part of this, though, was we were playing, and Chris went to attack John, which John was pay- playing the Targaryens, and Chris was playing uh, the northern people there. The, the Starks, yeah. Yeah, the old dirty I Starks. went all the way over to Easteros. Yep. So you went over Killed there, myself a dragon. And Chris <laughs> goes to roots. attack. And John's like, I'm going to support with these and you lose. 
And Chris is like, well, I couldn't fucking see those uh, those things over there. I- I'm not going to do that. And we're like, whoa, you already you already went in. And Man, that- I love it. You guys like trying <laughs> to like play this like no take backs like it's a guild ball fucking game. Well, and Even Chad- though it's a normal board game. Well, and Chad's like, all right, thumbs up if we'll let Chris take it back. Thumbs down if we're not going to let him take it back. And everybody just thumbs down. And Chris lost like his his army that he dumped into it. <laughs> hey, I I killed two dragons you in did. that game. By the way, yeah, but, but I still won without dragons. I tell you what, I got fucked in the ass by Nick. <laughs> you know what? Well, you fucked everybody in the ass because you quit early. Yeah, that's fine. But no, I was playing. Uh, I was playing the Lannisters, and I was like, "Hey, Nick, you know we're good here. You know we're, we won't mess with each other, and you know I'm gonna go do some stuff down there." And all of a sudden. He comes in with his ironborn and just starts invading, you know, all my territory and stuff. And I'm just like, what the hell is going on? Classic fucking Greyjoy move. <laughs> I know. Yeah, but... You so, should have chopped his dick off for that. Tell you what, that game was badass and it was really good until people started quitting to play Magic. Or Guild Ball. I say, who played Magic? <laughs> who played fucking Magic? Probably, Pete probably played Magic that night. No, he played Magic no, on I, Sunday. Yeah, I know. I went to uh, Bill is a guy I've never played before, but I talk to him all the time. And he was like, hey, you want to play like a quick speedball game? So I was like, yeah, I'll play a game. You know, this, I'm, because I was losing anyway, so I was kind of done with it. I was like, Nick was beating me up. I was losing my forces and John was training dragons or something. I don't know. But <laughs> I was just like, yeah, I'm not really, I don't have a stake in what's going on here. So I'm going to go play a game of Guild Ball. Yeah, that was, I, the thing that I really loved about that moment of being able to, do that is just that it was right during the time where Game of Thrones was on and right toward the end so like everyone was kind of buzzing about Game of Thrones anyway watching the show and then we got to have that moment of being able to play that game with that group of people that we don't normally get to you know get together with it it was just a really fun moment like that uh, to be honest as, as much as I love the people that I played with and I had fun with the people that I played with at how's that like that moment was actually probably my favorite moment of the entire weekend there i'm gonna go let this dog out because she's being fucking annoying so oh by the way um one thing that i can add while pete's letting his dog out is uh i did find a good place to eat over there in hendersonville um there's a place right on maine called mountain deli i don't know if you've ever been there no i haven't been to that one yet yeah the the food was the food was really good like, uh, like I got this kind of hot pressed chicken pesto sandwich that was delicious. And then they had like these cookies that were like, uh, like sea salt caramel. Like it, 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 and they were like massive cookies, like big as my hand, uh, it, including like the fingers on the hand, not just the palm itself. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so anyway, um, I think that we should start including that when we travel to a place and we like find a new good place to eat. I think we should just start putting that into the travel log because that mountain deli place, I'd go there again for sure. Yeah, I did. I drank beer for dinner, I think. <laughs> uh, no, I went and got you some Marco's pizza. Oh, yeah, yeah, I had some chicken. You got some wings. So, yeah, you, you, you don't worry. We made sure you got fed. Got to have a little bit of uh, bread in the belly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, so uh, what the hell were you guys talking about? We were talking about the place that I found to eat down there. I said we should start including, like, whenever we find good places to eat in some of these cities, we should just start in- including that in the travel log. 
I tell you what, that pizza joint we went to, John, was pretty straight. Yeah, was it an amazing pizza company? It's pretty, it's pretty good. Yeah, once well, get, that the, is that the buffet place? Yeah, once they get some air conditioning in there, it'll be really good. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's mainly a food truck. I think that restaurant spot is kind of new. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I definitely enjoyed that Game of Thrones game until I started getting beat on. I ended up, <laughs> I ended up taking King's Landing from Zach and... Zach Gray's he was an awesome guy. I, I loved really kind of meeting and talking with him because he's he's fun to talk to and hang around with. I'm glad he came down. I tell you who was yeah. drunk as fuck though. Was fucking Evan. Evan Ritt was drunk Jesus. as a skunk. Dude, that guy like drank shards of glass after we left. Well, what? you know, like th- the that's how the bartender was the telling this story about how he like shattered this glass, like the whole top of a glass, and he's like, "There's still beer in here." Just went to pound it, <laughs> and the guy's like running across the room, like, "No!" <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. There's a couple. There's a couple instances of that where it's just like Jeez, some people Evan. were ridiculous. Jeez, Evan, I remember my first beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My I was, beer was pretty good too. The only thing I need, we needed was we needed a we needed a beer die. So every time you buy a beer, you get a die. Yeah, and Jake said they were going to do that, but Chessex was being a bitch apparently. So yeah, those Q dice are pretty sweet though. I've been using them for Middle Earth, man. They look really good, Middle Earth. Nice. Yeah, and I really enjoyed talking. I mean, there's a lot of great people I got to talk to that I haven't seen in a while. Uh, there are some people that I wish I had more time to hang out with, but you know how it goes at these tournaments, just you start talking with people and then you hang out with a certain group and then, you know, you're like, Oh man, I didn't get a chance to hang out with, you know, X person, but that's, that's the best part about coming to these tournaments, just hanging out with people. You don't get to see that often. Shit, I, said, I hung out with the owner of the bar of the brewery and talked about brewing for like 45 minutes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you tried to steal all of his techniques so you can be a brewmaster yourself at home. Uh, yeah. Brewmaster. I'm trying. I mean, I enjoyed brewing beer a little bit, but I'm definitely not, yeah, so speak, speaking of being a brewmaster, I got to play Magic Oathbreaking style with Zach Gray on Sunday. What does that mean? <laughs> so that was that was awesome. I just drank, bought him some beers. We played some Magic for a bit and just BS'd. It was, it was good before I hit the road. I don't, Plus, I don't know what the well, hell that has to do with hang, brewing, but... Well, so in Magic... Yeah, what you, does that have to do with... Nobody cares. Don't tell us about well, Magic. <laughs> well, no, so in Magic... Yeah, when, you when you make a de- nerd. When you make a deck... They call it brewing because, you know, you're kind of That's taking dumb. all these different parts from the game and you're making your deck. They call it brewing. That's so not brewing, brewing at all. Deck. <laughs> listen, listen, listen here, nerd. Here's what you need to do. You see, so the biggest part of brewing is your boil. You need to take all your cards and put them in a five-gallon <laughs> pot and boil them. Hey, I finally paid you for those $10,000 cards I got from you. You're down to $980 left. <laughs> Oh, man. So, yeah, that was a lot of fun. And I, I was happy I was able to do it because Zach didn't leave until Monday. So everybody started leaving. I was, I was like, hey, I, kn- I know you don't leave till Monday, so you want to hang out for a bit. And, you know, we did. And it was a good time. Joe fell asleep in the chair. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Classic Joe. Uh, Joe's got his pain meds uh, switched around, so I think he's he's in a, got a better concoction going on. <laughs> oh, Joe. Joe was just slumped in the corner for, like, half the tournament. He's like, oh, they woke, they woke me up and Joe. told me I had to move downstairs. <laughs> Why did he have to move downstairs? Because they were cleaning up upstairs and they were closing it down. Oh, okay, okay. And okay, he was okay, sleeping okay. on that, like, couch they had upstairs. 
<laughs> it must have been like, who invited this hobo to this event? <laughs> he doesn't even play Guild Ball. Oh, man. So good. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, anything else from How's That you guys uh, want to share before, before we move on? Well, I will tell you this. I had so much fun playing that Game of Thrones game. Now I've got, like, an itch for some Game of Thrones. So I think I am going to devote some time to painting up some Song of Ice and Fire models and diving into that since Guild Ball's in a bit of a lull right now. Yeah, and here's the thing, and there's been a lot of accusations of people saying that Guild Ball has, you know, has, has this lifetime and that we're approaching kind of the end of Guild Ball. You know, they're saying, like, there's not much further this game can go. And I've heard people talking about that and just some of the problems that Steamforge has might not be pushing the game to its deathbed, but it has people like, well, you know, I can't even get models. If you go to your local game store, chances are your local game store doesn't want to do direct. So they're not ordering the product. So when I get this new player to get into the game, they don't have anywhere to buy the stuff but online. And if they do order it from Steamforge or somebody else, it could be a couple months till you even get your stuff with how bad the shipping and processing has been. And then not only that, it's just they're devoting a lot of time to these side games. They're starting Kickstarters to get into it. And, you know, that's all great. Like, I'm glad they're doing these board games and stuff, but that's not what I'm interested in. I'm interested in Guild Ball. That's what got them started as a company. And it, it feels like they're really not spending as much you know tlc on guild ball as they are trying to get these other games going so well and 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 i get i will admit like it is a tough balance for them to strike right like anybody any business wants to be able to grow and i understand steamforge doing that and i'm definitely going to pay attention to what they're releasing right i'm still excited to get my uh horizon zero dawn stuff uh that i backed on the kickstarter last year that's coming but, out in like two or three more decades right yeah right <laughs> so I, i'm excited for all of that but the, the the issue is that well how how do we keep guild ball involved because there are people that are dedicating their time to keeping guild ball going the issue is that they're in order to do that it seems like they're making things more complicated and as they make things more complicated, both with uh, their distribution, as they're, they're thinking they're streamlining it, but in reality, for a lot of people, they feel like there's a lot of things falling short. So that's complicated, like Pete was saying. And then I also feel like the game itself is becoming more complicated. Like, n- most people don't want to sit there and get smashed game after game as they learn all these individual guild rules and all that kind of stuff, which we like as experienced players because it gives us something new to think about and it keeps it fresh for us but it's a steep steep learning curve as now we're going to have you know 20 guilds or you know a bunch of different guild rules and all these different captains and yeah wouldn't you you say chris that was tough wouldn't you say that was one of the problems that war machine had is there was just so much stuff that there was so many gotchas yeah and and war machine like it Guild Ball has definitely not gotten that bad, but it's getting those types of issues, and it's of concern, right? Like, I, I, 
I like a game that is streamlined where, you know, the the better player typically is going to win, right? I think that, that most people like that. They feel like that's fair and balanced if the better player typically wins. Um, where the guilds or the teams or the factions are relatively equal. I think most people prefer that. And uh, a, a strong tournament scene and a strong uh, support of you know those types of events. I, I think those, those are all things that people are looking at. And some of those things have been a little bit tough as far as the direction that uh, Steamforge is going with Guild Ball, right? Even something as simple as the app, right? Like... The app they choose to use and make the official app is the one that crashes the most. And yet, they're not printing cards anymore. And yeah. so, it, it, well, or they, I guess they'll do it on demand. But the, that's the, those types of things, again, right? Like, they're trying to streamline it. They're trying to step to the future. But it's making things really complicated. Well, and, and here's the problem, though. It's like, okay, you have this, you know, cards on demand. And there's still some... Um, some of those cards that you still can't get because the new captains haven't been released to that company. So, yeah, you want to, you know, you want to get the cards for that, but they're not quite loaded on that third-party system yet. So now it's like, okay, I have this new captain. I can't get the card off there yet. So when the hell is that going to happen? Yeah. So, and another thing that I, I just, I've been noticing is just looking at attendance in tournaments like besides some of the really bigger ones like obviously you have like the national tournaments are still going to find their their populace right you're still going to have a lot of people attending those but just looking at tournaments in general like i looked at the muse on con regional cup and last year they had close to like 30 people and this year they only had 16 people show up for that tournament same thing for how's that last year for how's that we had close to 60 people and then this year we only had 40 people that actually showed up and then you can even go back to spring fling and last year spring fring fring spring fring 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 <laughs> man you sound like you're speaking chinese to me over spring here. fling had 17 people on the waiting list because i was number 17 but yeah, and then th and then this year they only had you know well i say only but there's 58 people that showed up and the waiting list wasn't as long so and Lon actually, in his last hurrah, you know, his like kind of going off into the sunset, <laughs> released his last, you know, lawn tent. And looking at his lawn tent, which we're all going to miss very much, <laughs> maybe not Chris. I don't know how much Chris read it. But anyways, in, in his lawn tent that he last released. Uh, I completely support Lon in any endeavor he has. Basically, what he did and is the numbers for tournaments are up. Like on Longshanks, like it's like, oh yeah, look at all these people playing in tournaments and look at all these tournament numbers. But what he's seeing is that those people are just, it's a smaller group of people. So you're not getting more players in tournaments. You just have people that are playing in tournaments more often. So, you know, you have like, let's say 10 people and they're playing in like three or four tournaments every month, month and a half. So yeah. it, you're not having an influx of people. You're just having people play tournaments more so it's definitely a tournament game and it's a very clean rule set but just it's the barrier for entry is the highest it's ever been with this game because now yeah have, which is which like, is interesting because like it that's the big selling point is that the barrier for entry was so low before well yeah because look at if you even if you want some of the teams you can't get them 
from a store. You have to go on a trade group or you have to go through, you know, maybe in some internet store and, and get your team that way there. And you shouldn't have to do that. You should, it should be easier to get a team if you want to. Right. Cause like yeah. r- right now, if a new player says, Oh, where can I get, you know, the butchers players, where can I get the butchers guys? And I'm like, well, you can go here or here. Here's an online site. I found this box and Oh yeah. He, here you need vet boar too. Well, where the fuck are you going to get a vet boar? Cool. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's tough. I mean, I I really like Steamforge. I like the guys that work at Steamforge. I I I like. I think they produce very good games. But there's definitely, and I, I I by no means am rooting against them or want this to sound like I'm ripping Steamforge because I'm not. I I do think that they're they're really making an effort and they're trying and they're trying to move forward and. Hopefully, what I plan to see is that some of these changes that they're going through growing pains now result in much better results in the future um, and that they're setting themselves up for success and they're making that deficit effort in order to propel themselves forward in the in the future. But it, it's it's tough and, and I think that there is I think that they will find that there's going to be a lull in guild ball. I think that there will always be, you know, some strength in Guild Ball and people that are willing to attend events. But, I mean, I'm kind of at a point where I'm like, okay, listen, I've got the teams that I like. Um, I still want to break out the Cooks. I'm still planning on playing them. Uh, but I, you know, I haven't really been able to play them until very recently I've gotten a box. And it's 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 something that I'll, I'll always have. I'll always have my Guild Ball models. And when somebody says, hey, there's a Guild Ball event... Uh, maybe I'm not going to plan on traveling across the country to it, but if somebody says, hey, this weekend in Asheville, let's go, I, I'm, I'm going to always be willing to do that, but I do think I'm going to devote my time to some other games in the near future that I think are up and coming and booming. And uh, Yeah, and, and that's kind yeah. of the thing is, like like you said, I don't wish ill will upon Steamforged, but it is a, people are calling it a growing pain, but it's only growing pains until you start fixing the problems and they did just announce that they brought in a third-party company to uh, rework their online um, their online resources so I don't know if they're planning on fixing their online store if they're fixing whatever they're planning on fixing with that but I do hope that those are gonna solve some problems that they had because if you just look at Black Friday, right? Think about how much money Steamforge lost on all their Black Friday sales because not only was everything you know, slashed pricing wise, but how much they wasted on shipping and customer service and trying to fix the, you know, the repeated of, screw ups. Yeah, I mean, I got, I mean, I'm not the only one. There's people that got free stuff out of it. There's people that had to have them reship stuff and they must've lost a ton of money off that. and it's just those kind of things can't keep happening and they need to start resolving. Otherwise they're going to have to kill off the game. I mean, it just, they can't keep losing money. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's been some mismanagement things. And so, I mean, I, I want them to succeed and obviously working in, in business, like I look at some of the issues that are happening and I'm just like, man, like I, I, I don't know how heads don't just roll. Like, I mean, yeah. Matt and Rich must be pretty patient guys, uh, but I, I, yeah, I mean, if 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 I were in that situation, 
and uh, I have been in situations like that where people aren't able to meet demands and it's just like listen it's going to be done correctly or we're going to replace you yep like like that's the bottom line and that's the end of it like it, it so you tell me which one it's going to be and there aren't going to be any more second chances and I I think that they're probably going to have to eventually bite the bullet and and handle things that way with some with some of these issues that have been flawed repeatedly and so i i'm rooting for them i want them to be successful i do think they make great games i think that uh i i would play any game that sherwin or jamie or bryce were involved in creating i would be willing to give any of them a chance yeah and Um, i do want to give this quick shout out though because like you said people are kind of you know giving other games a shot and lon actually just tweeted out like i don't know 30 minutes ago he, his group up in Raleigh has been playing Wild Wild West Exodus or whatever that's called. It's, it's just Wild West Exodus. The Wild Wild, 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 the Wild, Wild, Wild West. West. You know, like Will, All right, Will like Smith, Will Smith right? Chicka, chicka, yo, yo, bang, bang. <laughs> Anyways, the Wild Wild West. So he was playing it, and he's like, you want to know what? One thing I do appreciate about Guild Ball is it has the cleanest rule set because apparently he's been playing Wild West Exodus, and he said, there's some rules that it's just like, why is this so complicated? And what the fuck is going on? Well, because yeah. he's like, yeah, I got to look at the rule book like every two minutes. And Dude, that game from what I hear, like I, I've, I've wanted to play that game. I've wanted to try it. But I heard this one thing about it. And I'm just like, I can't like I hear it is dicey as all hell. Like you will get diced so fucking bad in that game. Big strike for Chris. Yeah, I'm just like, dude, I do not want to throw... Like, that's one reason why I have no complaints about playing that Game of Thrones board game is, like, there's no dice in it. Like, if I made a wrong decision and you guys are like, no, we're holding you to that, fine, I made the wrong decision, right? I can live with that. Yeah. But some of these games where, like, they're all dicey and, like, you're just going to lose by pure chance even though you played right, that just pisses me the hell off. Yeah. So, hopefully Steamforge gets stuff fixed. We're definitely going to keep on with it because we do love the game. We love the background. We love the models. We love the guys. We've hung out with them before. It's a great tournament atmosphere. So no worries about us rage quitting the game, but we definitely need to voice when things aren't working out correctly because, like I said, the barrier for entry into Guild Ball is the highest it's ever been. So I expect Steam Force is probably going to see some downticks in sales if it, I mean, because people can't even buy stuff right now. But once they get stuff fixed, the game will be stronger and it'll be in a better spot. So I'm looking forward to that time. But since we do have this downtime, you know, we got we're playing some games, getting uh, ready for STC. John and I are at least. But are you guys kicking me out of your STC team again this year? Yep. You fucker. You weren't going to play anyways. I would have absolutely gone and played. I don't believe you. You guys didn't even ask me, you dicks. <laughs> no. Fuck you guys. I had two and three. Who's your third guy? <laughs> All right, two and three. Only if you play the Navigators. No. <laughs> Fuck you. Still no. <laughs> hard, hard pass. <laughs> Who's your third guy? Ooh. I don't know. Do you want to say, John? I don't know. Are we revealing it to the world? Yeah, we can. <laughs> Why not? Has John Bryce? can say something. He hasn't, he hasn't talked in a while. Has Bryce put it on anything yet? No, he hasn't even put any... And that's another thing that pissed me off. It's like he's working for Steamforge or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why don't you announce when a team signs up? You know, get the hype going. Be like, hey, we got this team signed up. Or, hey, 
you know, look at we got another team signed up. Get your team in now. There's only blah 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 spots left. Hmm. But anyways, yeah, we got a we got a teammate. It's not Chris. We're going with the You uh, guys are fucking assholes. We're going I mean We're going with the West by God Virginian. Man, you guys are straight up dicks because you know how badly I've wanted to put together a Rage Quit Wire team for the longest fucking time. You know what? You guys are going to fucking lose again this year, and I'm going to cheer against you guys. Fuck you. From from home? Sure. Okay. I cheered, I, I cheered against you from home last year, and you guys fucking blew it. We did. I mean, I thought we played okay, but... Yeah, we did pretty well, good. The, uh, a loss is a loss. But the, for those people that don't know the West Virginia we're talking about, it's Jared McGraw. So yeah, we got we got a pretty solid uh solid team. We're gonna have some yeah. fun. And why the yeah, why we'll the see. fuck would I mean, we invite you guys? Will be hold dragging on. down Jared, hold so on. we'll see how much. He no, if you're it. gonna bitch about this, Chris, why the fuck would we invite you to play when you say, "Oh, after this fucking tournament, I'm not playing Gilball anymore. I'm done with this fucking game. I'm tired of this yeah, shit." Yeah, that's you literally said that at, at uh, how's that? It's like, yep, that's the kind of teammate you want. Help you win STC. No, I'm I'm done with the navigator. No, 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 no. At Spring it's not Fling, like I'm like selling all my shit. No, no. At Spring Fling, Spring you said Fling, you were you done. Sounded like you were done. Yeah. You said I'm gonna play this one because I lost the bet and I'm I'm true to it, and then I'm done with the game. I'm getting out. Literally, well, words you said. I have I have been frustrated. I will admit that. And but I mean, if, was it, that the kidney stones just talking? Well, yeah. And when I said that, yeah, that was the that was that first day when I was like you always do this Chris no I'm pretty sure that was Sunday after the tournament first of all don't even don't even act like anything I said would have like influenced this at all don't don't pretend like it was like oh well we would have picked Chris like you would have gone with Jared no matter what but any but either way yeah we're gonna see how it goes down and you guys can like you know let's hope you guys pull your weight for Jared because I know he's gonna play great (laughs) well you know here's the thing Chris I mean you were at least on the B list okay oh great (laughs) Fucking loyalty, okay? <laughs> loyalty. That's all I care about. Because uh, don't even act like, even with any frustrating thing I said, don't even act like it would have been a situation I'm, where so you guys would have been like, the, oh yeah, Chris isn't going to show up and play. So the meme that Lon made is going to be the picture for this episode just because the salt life <laughs> was chosen by Chris. Or no, you, you didn't choose the Salt Life. The Salt Life chose you. Well, Chris, you win a tournament between now and next year's STC, and I promise I'll be on your team. Well, why don't you worry about winning a tournament? I did. I won the one in. It's, I won the last one. The last one we were in Columbia. Well, wait, wait, the little smoker that had like okay, it's something. You if you win a small one, win a win a Charleston only one, and then we'll get you. The, 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 first of all, like. This is where, like, just for anybody listening, John is fucking blowing smoke right now. It wouldn't have mattered what I did. They would have, like, made a secret fucking plan without me. Don't pretend like it had anything to do with any choice I made. Like, we all know what the truth is. You guys would have just, like, found a way to, like, bounce me out of the fucking thing. And I think part of the reason why you do this is so that I have these, like, fucking rants on this show. You know, yes, it's good that's for what business. we want. That is what we really want. <laughs> Oh, uh, so anyways, we got all right. We're well, all, we're all, I guess I'll be cheering for Greenville this year. Okay, well, wow. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I know you won't do that. <laughs> um, yeah. So looking at it, Chris, what's it? <clears throat> I mean, you talked you talked about the new Game of Thrones tabletop game. What has you really interested in that game as kind of like a, a break until we figure out this Guild Ball thing? I like that the models are really cool. Uh, I like that they are growing it, right? So, like, 
they originally the Kickstarter was Starks versus Lannisters, and there were some kind of rogue mercenary type models that you could play as well. Um, since then, they've released uh, the Night's Watch. They've released the Free Folk. They've announced Baratheons. They've announced Targaryens. The Targaryens, they've said, will include dragons. Nice. So I think that everyone's pumped about that. I saw they had called Drago. Yeah, they, yeah, so they have the Dothraki with them. And I, I obviously know that there are many others that they can grow too, right? They haven't talked at all about Greyjoys or... Martells, or you know, there, there's there's lots of areas that they can go to in the next couple years, and more models to be released. And it seems like George R. R. Martin has given them an infinite number of characters that they can play around with. So I, I see a lot of growth in that game very soon. I've had a small demo. I barely remember the rules of the demo, other than like in concept. Uh, so uh, I'll be relearning it, but it it was. It's a game that is based on movement trays, and depending on where your movement and placement goes, you're looking at flanking models and those types of things. So it's more of like a total war type of a setup than, you know, a skirmish game. And so we haven't played one of those in a while, so I, I'm, I look forward to that. Yeah, and I was going to say, the, I, the thing I'm most excited about, I haven't seen the mechanics yet of the game, and I think that'd be something cool we can figure out. <laughs> we can figure that out um on th- this weekend but the models are amazing like the mountain that rides i can't wait to paint that up just because it's a beast of a model and it just it looks really cool yeah there there's so many cool models in that and and i like that they are the books models it's not like they're just because because one thing that i can't stand is when a movie or tv show come out it comes out and then people feel like okay well this is the only depiction we can have of these characters now and so i like that Tyrion's model isn't peter dinklage it's its own model like there was somebody that created it based on the description of the book and i'm just a big fan of that so yep so john what about you what's a what's a kind of a side uh, hobby you're doing right now while you're kind of waiting for the guild ball lull to be over oh we're playing two things we're into the middle earth strategy battle game just because i love lord of the rings and you want to talk about models? You think that you, you want to see some cool models? Get like, get some like a Watcher in the Water or a fucking. If you got money, get a Smog, the four hundred and ninety dollar freaking Smog. But you know, you got Elrond. You Is got, that a GW game? Yeah, it's GW. Yep. Okay. Yeah, when we were crashing at your place for how's that, John? I saw you had your uh, you had the elves out, and I think you had the un, no, you had the uh, Minas Tirith models too. Uh, yeah, there's a few, I got a few of them, but I you know I just I just went to a little tournament last weekend that was kind of cool. We play. And I played Rivendell, but you know, there's so much. I just ordered a Balrog, and I ordered a Dark Lord Sauron because so, I fucking John, love those movies and those models just are amazing. Re- just real quick, I mean, the models are really cool. But so when you play a tournament for that game, like how how do you score in that game? Like how is the point? How are the points scored? Um, well, the tournament, we, I mean, there's all sorts of different scenarios and stuff. They do a lot of scenarios, very objective based, and uh, like we had one of them where you're on a boat, and every turn the boat moves three inches, and you're trying to get the boat off the board or then you get you get points for killing enemy leaders and controlling cool. objectives, things like that. Yeah, cool. Are all the scenarios things that are like tied to the books and the? Uh, no, not all of them, but there are a lot Tolkien of them that stories. Are. Okay, there are a lot of scenarios written that are just like straight from the books and straight from the movies. Like, 
um, Battle for Helm. You can put Battle for Helm's Deep up there. You know, make a big castle. Um, well, and I, and I used to I played the Lord of the Rings miniatures games when they first came out in the mid two thousands. And if you get your hands on those Lord of the Rings boxes, you know the kind of starter boxes that come mm-hmm. out. I think they did the uh, Goblin Town one, and then there was the uh, um, the Mo- Mines of Moria box that came out back in the day. They actually the scenarios in that are just really fun because I remember playing the Mines of Moria one, and basically you had you know the the Fellowship versus all the orcs and goblins and the troll, and there was this mechanic in it where like the goblins respawned x amount of goblins each turn and you basically had to clear a path to the escape and if you did it in so many turns you know the fellowship one and if they didn't get there by that turn the goblins won. so i really like how gw does the objectives in those games yeah i mean it's good and it can be i mean it can be a money pit because there's so many models i mean and i want a lot of them just because i love the movies and like oh i want to watch her in the water because it looks awesome yeah um, so is that one where I mean, how many? I'm guessing they're still releasing more models. Uh, I think they're going to make some more right now. I think they're re-releasing a lot of stuff because it, it was an older game, and they just kind of come up with. Yeah. I guess this is the third version. The first yeah, version. The, mo- the models from the first release are okay looking. Uh, they're a little static, and the plastic isn't super great. And some of them are like like the. Uh, the ring rays were like a metal box, so I don't know if they're re-releasing that in plastic. That would be better. Um, yeah, they have they have some some of the old plastic models are crappy. Some of the I mean, metal's always metal. It's pretty good, but they're doing a lot of resin stuff now. That's really the details great. Well, because that ring wraith box was like a hundred bucks when it first came out with the nine. Oh yeah, there's so Forge World. I guess mm-hmm. I don't. I guess it's like a sister company or partner with yeah, them has yeah. a has a box of the nine the nine now, and it's like hundred fifty bucks. But the models are amazing. Yep, um, they always do a great job as far as like the models for that are amazing. But yeah, when you buy from that section, I, and like I said, I think it's a different company, but they're linked with Games Workshop because that's where all their uh, product for 40k, like all their specialized like units and alternate sculpts and stuff comes out of. But yeah, you pay out the butt for that. Right, but we've done it. I mean everybody i've played we do a lot of proxying and stuff like right now we're, we're playing battle companies which is like a, a very small version of it where you take like five to eight models to start and then it, like after each little quick scenario you kind of level up your battle company and level up your heroes and get a, get a little bigger so very small and quick scenarios like we played we played three games on tuesday in two hours maybe yeah two and a half hours it's really quick oh, really that quick um but we but we proxy a lot of models. Like I'm lo- using some of those Nolzers, marvelous miniatures, like spiders to play the denizens of Mark Markwood. You know, playing monsters. Yeah. But it, you can play it. I mean, it didn't really matter. It's 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 not competitive for me more as it is just fun playing the narrative of, of Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and it, like I said, it looks really cool. I wish you know maybe more people played it down here, but um, it's cool to see that you guys are doing something with it. Yeah, I mean, especially if you play, if you want to get into it, Battle Companies is the way to go because you need five to eight models and you can just proxy whatever you want. And there's so many different options of little Battle Companies you can put together and just run through scenarios. It's easy to set up and play. Cool. Speaking of little Battle Companies, Pete, have you been playing that Underworlds game much? Yeah, I've played it. But you're not super into it? No, it's a it's a fun game. Um, I haven't had a lot of time for it just because it's the end of the year. Um, I probably play about a game every other week or so. Okay. Uh, they just came out with a couple of new factions that's uh, that are pretty interesting. They got these 
these dwarves in these like mechanical suits that are really cool uh, that shoot you from range and yeah it, it's fun it's it's a good system I don't think I'm going to get like super heavy into it though that's that's just but know. that is another skirmish game that is it plays quick a com- a competitive game like where you're you're able to do a tournament scene and all that kind of stuff right yep yeah so. the game I've more been getting into like I said is I've been just getting a lot to Oathbreaker Magic which is a new format and it's actually it's such a good format that our uh, buddy Nick who I play with Magic all the time and I I really enjoy hanging out with Nick. We actually started kind of our own little mini podcast. I wouldn't even call it a real podcast, but we're doing like 30-minute episodes, and we just released one about Oathbreaker and why we like it so much. And it, it it's a really cool game. I like the mechanics of it. So that's what I've been working it, a lot on. Is this going to be something within the Rage Quit Wire brand of podcasts? Yeah, I mean, it's it's like I said, it's basically a Rage Quit Wire thing. It's just basically magic. Okay. So it's called okay. it, it's called oaths and emblems because planeswalkers are kind of the main thing of that version, and you, it's all about oaths that you can use for your plane planeswalker and emblems when you ultimate them. So it's it's a lot of fun. Nick's Nick's really fun to talk to. He's it's a lot of cool things we talk about on there. So if you're a magic nerd, check it out. It's on uh, it's on Podbean and soon to be on iTunes. So yeah, that'll be. I'll have to. Ask Nick all about that because I'm going with Nick to uh, Heroes Con, the comic book convention in Charlotte. Yeah. Uh, in the next couple weeks, and so I'll I'll have to ask him all about that on the ride up. Are you getting some of your fancy uh, art from some of those artists? I am. I'm super excited. Did you get any commissions for that? I did. I got this sick Psylocke from this artist. Her name's Colette Turner, and she's like blowing up. It's probably going to be the last time that I can ever afford getting anything from her because she's like right on the cusp of becoming a really big deal yeah and she's got this she did this art piece that not only is it drawn really well but her colors are amazing and so uh it the 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 outfit that is on psylocke looks like it's like wet like i don't know how she captured that in like the colors but like it looks like you could put your thumb against it and that it would moisture would come off of it it's it's unreal all right so funny story and john you'll probably laugh at this so chris was talking to an artist and he was getting one of these custom covers done and apparently chris goes up to this this woman who's the artist and goes so i want to get this like adorable badger who thinks he's tough what I don't know. What did you tell her, Chris? And she nailed it, whatever Chris told her to do. Yeah, yeah. So so I, I, I read this comic. It's called Winter World. The guy has a pet badger in it. And this woman, uh, she does artwork that is like the stuff that you would imagine seeing in like a kid's nursery. So it's very high level, but like it's kind of cute looking stuff. And yet the badger in the comic is always like ripping people to shreds. So I was like, well, let me get this character from this comic. And obviously, like, I want it when it's like, what are, what are baby badgers? Are they pups? Are they, what, what do you call them? Whatever, whatever, <laughs> whatever it is. So I, uh, I was like, yeah, like, let's get this baby badger just like your style. But I want it to think like that it's tough and fierce. And yeah, she, she blew it out of the water. That was yeah, Bianca. Uh, what's her? Her last name is really hard to pronounce. 
So I'm not going to try to butcher it here. But um, anyway, she's uh, she's incredible, and you see her so, Comic Cons and stuff all the time. Let's see here. And Young Badger is a cub. In North America, the young are usually called kits. <laughs> kits? Dropping some knowledge on, on the listeners today. Okay. Yeah, I mean, hey, we're, we're here to educate the people. <laughs> so what we're going to do for the final parting blow here is we got the NBA Finals, Toronto versus the Evil Empire, that is Golden State Warriors. So, who you guys got and how many games is it going to take? Toronto in six. Woohoo! Big, big, Whoa, big Whoa, I'm not going to go that far. Um, what do you I'll, got? Go with the, I'll go with the Warriors, but I think it'll be the Warriors... I'll go with the Warriors in six. I mean, I really I... don't know. I'm, I'm not even going to watch the rest of the games, but... <laughs> I'm gonna do Toronto in seven. Uh, you're you're really bold. <laughs> I mean, I think it's gonna be a close series, and they'll get it that last game at home. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna miss them. You know, I, we fly out for Iceland Saturday, so I want to. Yeah, I want to see them. I doubt they'll have them on TV in Iceland. Man, what the hell? Where are you, are you going to Iceland? I'm, we're going to Iceland on vacation Saturday to Saturday. Oh, just because school's over. Yeah, man. Cool. What made you want to visit uh, Iceland real quick? Um, have you seen a picture? The place is amazing. I, I have. I just I didn't know if that was just the only reason, just because it's you know beautiful up there. Oh uh, yeah, beautiful. Okay. Are you going to that famous like Blue Lagoon place? Probably. It, I've heard it's a little bit of a tourist trap, and there's a lot of other natural ones you can get to. That one's actually man-made. Okay. Yeah, I heard it's it's based on like some sort of a. Uh, it has something to do with like a factory or something nearby that's able to get the water that clear or something like that so i don't know well with that being said guys john have fun there make sure make sure you're safe don't let the terrorists get you and (laughs) say you're canadian if there's a problem yeah i I think with that being said though we're gonna roll some dice flip some cards push some models whatever game you're playing now stop with the cards and your match stop trying to put magic into rage quit wire this is this is not that podcast i said well you can flip cards in board games too (laughs) But make sure you're throwing salt no matter what you're doing. <laughs>